good hello everyone um, my name is Karen Abrams I'm the co-founder of stem Diana and with me are Ima Christian and Asha Christian they are as well my partners and daughters and co-founders of stem Diana and so today we're gonna chat a little bit about um, the work that we've done in Diana and we are gonna also chat a little bit about some of the challenges some of the opportunities and and sort of the big vision for tomorrow, where we see ourselves going. Um, so let's let's start it off with Asha. Asha, you want to tell us a little bit about um, the history of STEM Ghana 2016, and your um, most recent trip, and also and and also some of the work you did recently on your most recent trip. Um, yeah, so we started STEM Guyana in the summer of 2016. Uh, we did some crowdfunding on GoFundMe, reached out to some sponsors at Facebook, and went down to Guyana for, um, well, held camps in Guyana for three weeks, um, where we brought robotics, essentially, and robotic programming down to Guyana. We um, hosted about six camps, and we taught the students how to program robots, how to build robots, um, how to use robot logic to kind of solve the problems that they could potentially be facing in their um, local areas. And from there, we kind of just like saw how excited the kids were, how quickly they were picking it up, you know, the impact that it had, even though it was a small initiative at first. And um, STEM Guyana really blossomed and grew from there. Um, so now here we are about three years later. And then we um, recently in the summer of 2019, we went up there and we held website development courses um, over the course of five weeks. We held website development courses, and we also held Scratch programming courses, which Scratch is a program that teaches the basic code logic, um, or the logic behind coding, that prepares students to get ready to learn how to program and how they can use programming in the future. Um, and so we taught app development, programming, and website development this past summer in Guyana. Um, Ima, since um, you, were, you were also there back in 2016 <clears throat> and have contributed significantly to the building of STEM Guyana, tell us a little bit about um, um, the First Lady's influence when you first met her and, and how she's helped over the years. Like, what do you know about that? Oh, yeah. Um, the First Lady has been just a huge um, patron of STEM Guyana and just a huge contributor um, to our programming and just... Um, most if not all of our efforts in the country so far um, she has enabled us our team at least my siblings and I to even come down to Guyana and be able to run the camps that we do um, and to go to the different locations that we do um, and the first lady is present at a lot of the events that we have in Guyana including our robotics exhibition that we do each year um, and so yeah, the First Lady has been a huge, like, very important member of the Sun Diana community. Okay, and so so that's a little bit of history, right? Um, uh, the First Lady has been with us, and of course we're talking about the First Lady of Guyana, Sandra Granger. She has been with us from the inception. Um, she encouraged us to come down to Guyana. Um, she, as Ima said, she opens a lot of our camps. She, she participates in our exhibitions. She provides guidance and feedback. Um, so, so here's where we are today. We are an organization that now has about 55 um, uh, relationships with about 55 different clubs across the country in about eight different regions. Um, these, clu <coughs> these clubs 
um, were created out of partnerships. So we have partnership with the Department of Youth, and, um, and they essentially help to find people, we train them, and then we, we use through our partnership with the Ministry of Public Telecommunications, we open many of these clubs in, um, in ICT hubs. Um, so, so making this all happen is, has been a true reflection of partnerships with different teams, different organizations throughout Guyana. Um, we also have um, partnerships with the library system. And so we have clubs, um, Saturday clubs going on in most of the libraries. Um, so, so this is an ongoing thing. So the, the challenge for us, you know, today, today the, challenge, the challenge for most organizations is growth, right? But we don't have that challenge. Growth has been very, very easy. The challenge now for us is streamlining our operations and improving quality. So, Ima, do you have any, any ideas around that? Like, what are you thinking around how we streamline, make sure that, that the, the club in Letham and the club at the sports hall, the children there are receiving the same quality um, training, the same standards? Um, I think what's most important for us in terms of just expansion and ensuring quality at all of our locations is um, the quality of the material that we produce. So whether it be um, the programs that we teach with for Scratch or the programs that we teach with for robotics and the science concepts or the STEM concepts that we invoke in those programs and just making sure that they're very um, straightforward and easy to teach no matter what your background is because I think that's something we prioritize as an organization is emphasizing that students who are involved do not need to have prior experience in STEM in order to be good at robotics, in order to be good at the STEM fields, in order to be good at innovation. Um, and so we just try to make sure that our curriculum is very um, from the ground up. You know, you can get yourself to a, a good level of comprehension regardless of your background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I just want to say that um, I think the culture and like the way that we ensure that while these topics are being taught and the subject matter is being taught, we encourage an, uh, an environment that's open and that encourages student involvement and um, creativity when it comes to just like the new materials and the topics as well. Yeah, so I think in addition to having um, really beginner-friendly lessons and um, coursework, I think it's also amazing for us to have, you know, a standardized way of teaching or trainers or having the trainers understand the information and making sure that they are, you know, they promote our culture or the culture of openness that we have at Sim Diana, as well as understanding the content well enough to be able to, you know, answer people's questions in a way in which the kids can understand. So definitely the, the culture, the content, and our trainers are really, really important to that. That's, that's a good point. I think, I think another thing, um, another one of the things that I think about often is really trying to convey that although we are a STEM and technology education um, organization, what we're really trying to teach are some of the soft skills, some what they call essential skills. So fundamentally, even if our children um, don't go on to work in the computer field, we want every child that passes through the program to be better at communication, to be better at collaboration, that's working together, to be get better at problem identification and problem solving, to be better at conflict resolution. Everything we do is group focused in STEM Ghana. Everything we do is project, project based. And, and so when you start off 
um, with project-based group focus, encouraging children to work together to resolve their problems. In the primary school, what you get over time, or what, what we intend to get over time, is a changing of culture. So in 10 years, we expect that these young people won't just like see problems and wait for the government to solve it. We expect that these are the young people who are going to say, hey, let's get a few of our friends together and go to the seawalls and start cleaning it up. In fact, our team, team Robotics 2019 is out there doing that today. Um, so, so we, our goal is to, um, is to, to, to really imbue a really strong culture of, of working together, of critical thinking, of problem solving, collaboration. Those to me are more important than, you know, can our kids code and program. Although that seems to be the focus, or that is the focus, um, throughout the country and globally, um, we can we can assure all parents that if your children are enrolled and come through our program, they're going to be prepared for any any eventuality in next generation um, um, development in Guyana. Um, another thing we want to talk about is our participation in the global robotics competitions. And you guys have been there every year. You guys were there in 2017. You guys were there in 2018. Ima, tell us a little bit about it. Tell tell the folks what it's like traveling to D.C. or Mexico City, and this year you're going to Dubai. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, both years, so we went to D.C. for their first um, global robotics competition, and that was actually their first time ever having a global robotics competition, first of um, the robotics organization. Um, and so that was in D.C., and that was... Aside from being very fun and a new experience, seeing just teams from all over the world being represented and just coming together to see how even different teams from different countries would form alliances um, and just really emphasize those skills that we really try to hammer home um, of collaboration and just, you know, creative thinking and problem solving. Um, you know, an issue might happen with the robot, there might be a technical difficulty, um, but just being able to see our team, specifically Team Diana, come together put their heads together and come up with those solutions just in the nick of time, you know, under a lot of pressure and time for the competitions is just really a thrilling thing to be a part of. Um, I was the team ambassador for Team Guyana last year and the year before. So we went to Mexico for the second um, first global competition and that was equally as exciting um, and just really just being there with the team and just seeing how much work they put into preparing for the competition and preparing the robot for competition um, and then actually getting to see them on the floor competing was really great and, I, and this year I'm just equally as excited. I know the team's working really hard um, on their competition bot for this year. We'll be going to Dubai so um, I'm excited to see uh, what that will bring. And this year brings a bit of a change. This year we have, we've recruited some younger members of the team who'll probably be on the team for two or three years. We have Kyle, who's 15. Um, we have Daniel and Shamar, and they attend GTI, and Daniel's 17, Shamar's 18. Um, and then Miriam. Miriam is at UG, but Miriam is 17. So um, these young people are going to be with us th this year, next year, some of them the following year. And, of course, um, our coaching staff actually were members um, prior years. We have Ariana Mahes and Sean Singh, <coughs> Saif Pusa. And they were actually players on the team. 
and um, they have quite a lot of experience and, and, and they've learned a lot. And so we, we just can't let that um, sort of flitter away. So we recruited them to come back and to, and to train the team. So um, I, think, I think there are going to be some amazing things in store for them this year. And I think that the important thing to remember, though, is that all of the, I mean, the 160 countries are going to be there. Everybody takes this seriously. The top nations in the world are going to be there. Many of these teams are um, are counseled by large engineering people from large engineering firms. Um, and so this is a very competitive space. And um, to that end, I want to remind everyone that, you know, Participation is the most important thing. Networking, learning, teamwork, coming back and being ambassadors and going into every region of Guyana and spreading the word. Those are the most important deliverables that we expect from our young people. Um, and so I want to stress that because um, I think it's important that we get them to remain enthusiastic and, and, and creative and comfortable with the whole process. Um, but so, yeah, that's what's, that's what's happening. Asha, what about the future? What are you thinking? STEM Guyana into the future. Wow. Um, well, I mean, I definitely think we have a huge vision for STEM Guyana, um, one that includes us getting way more than 60 or 55 locations throughout the country, um, having way more trainers and um, expanding our program access to, you know, web development at all of our club locations, uh, app development at all of our club locations, robotics at all of our club locations. Um, and I also think that expanding outside of um, Guyana's boundaries as well, I think that going into other countries throughout the Caribbean um, is one of our broad, longer-term visions um, so that we can have an international kind of Caribbean um, competition going ourselves. So, and just to increase um, Guyana's, Guyana's status on the global scale in terms of it being a technology powerhouse, an innovation hub, um, and things like that. So we really, really want to be able to take elevate Guyana and take it to the next level in terms of um, being a country where new things, new projects, new innovative thought is, is coming from. So. Absolutely. Um, and so as, as I wind up, I want, I want to kind of share as well the, my big vision for STEM Guyana and more than anything else. I mean, I, I think, I, think I, I don't envision us getting into the coding competition game because, like, there are 300 million coders in China alone. Um, you know, there are millions of, well, not 300 million. There are about, there are about, there are about 15 million coders in China, India, and the United States. Um, but I think, I think the big thing that, um, all of these guys do development work, but what's missing is who are the creative minds of tomorrow? Who are the people who, who are going to identify problems? and find solutions and bring the technical people together to make it happen. And so I envision that our young people, the people of Ghana, are going to be the ones who will be the problem solvers of tomorrow, wherever the problems lie. I mean, um, I see them as global ambassadors. And so we have some young people who have friends in Sweden and, and, and in Gambia and in places that, that we'd never considered before. That networking, that communication helps to strengthen bonds and will help them to have a global perspective when they get into problem solving. So my hope is that, my expectation is that our young people of Guyana will be amazing leaders in the technology space. Um, and so for that, that, that's why we're working, that's why we invest so much time and energy, and that's why um, we are committed to the cause. So anyway, um, 
I'd like to thank Imanasha for joining me today. And um, I am going to segue out of this and just say goodnight. And I hope you guys have a great time. Thanks a lot. Bye.